0: well hello and welcome you're at waffle free storytelling it's tina constant here and as always we don't mess about with a waffle you'll go find that in the show notes or go to www.tinaconstant.com because in the meantime we are jumping right into today's story which is called jackson's happiest day now Jackson lived in an easy time. It was easy because people were basically told what to do, how to do it, what to like, who to follow. People didn't have to think very much to be happy. In fact, (laughs) they were actively discouraged from thinking at all. And this wasn't an accident of evolution. The council who ran this village had learned over the years that the less people thought, the easier it was to get them to cooperate. Now, to achieve this happy obedience, the village council went to great lengths to confuse people. Then, when people were so overwhelmed, they hardly knew where to look. The council gave them what appeared to be easy answers to their questions and concerns. Then they followed it really quickly with a reward, something to distract them. It was like training seals and it worked wonderfully. (laughs) So part of the clever plan that the council elders employed was to give people something to aspire to. But the trick was to make it something that people could never actually achieve achieve. Hope and ambition. That was at the root of their strategy. People had to have wishes and dreams and desires and a tiny kernel of hope that they could actually achieve those wishes and desires. The council did this by choosing what was celebrated, worshipped and adored. And to keep people on their toes, they went a step further by changing the thing that people celebrated and adored just as folk were beginning to work out how to get it for themselves. And here's how it worked. The council put tall pedestals in the village square where the people who were chosen for greatness stood and were adored and enjoyed. And every day, People took a break from their mundane work. They came to the village square to stare and marvel at these lucky few who possessed the qualities that everybody else wanted. The people would bring gifts and rewards and lay them at the feet of the pedestals. Then they'd wave their hands and shout, all hoping to be seen and noticed by those at the top. But Jackson didn't understand any of this. He'd stare at the people on the pedestal and wonder whether they felt cold and exposed. No matter how much he studied them, he couldn't understand why they were being celebrated. It just seemed too random. For a while, golden hair was a thing that everybody loved and wanted. Anyone born with it was praised and given gifts of silver and placed on one of these pedestals. Then it was people who could juggle, then people who could make tunes from a wind, then people with blue eyes, then people with small feet. Every time a new attribute became the thing to be worshipped and wanted, people in the village would rush off and mimic it as best as they could, hoping to be spared buttered and put on the pedestal so they too could be worshipped and adored and fed compliments until they were bloated and fat. To Jackson this made no sense at all. Determined not to fall into the trap he refused to go to the town square or even look at the pedestals and those on top of them. Instead he walked by with his head turned away deep in conversation with the baker about how to keep bread fresh for weeks, or the butcher about the best way to cure meat, or the blacksmith about how to blend different metals to make the strongest tools, or the healer about curing diseases that took people way before their time. As Jackson grew older, he stopped going to the town square at all. He just didn't have the time. The conversations he had had as a child had grown into apprenticeships. Jackson studied and he learned and he practiced. He worked with healers who gave knowledge of nutrition that he shared, with bakers who talked about preservation, which he shared with a butcher who talked about preparing meat, which he shared with a blacksmith who made better knives as a result. Now, Jackson worked hard and his work changed how things were done in the village. People ate better, they healed faster, they had better tools, which made work easier. And when work was easier, people worked faster. And when they worked faster, they had spare time. And it was then that they began to look around them and ask why they had all that spare time. And soon they noticed Jackson And the work he was doing. And the more people talked about Jackson, the less they worshiped the chosen few on the pedestal in the village square. And this (laughs) did not impress the council. The last thing they needed was someone being celebrated for things that the council did not control. So their solution was simple. They had to control the source. They had to control Jackson. And so the council spread the word that Jackson had been awarded a place on a pedestal. And the further the word spread, the louder it got. The people were so excited they called his name until it deafened all reason. Jackson! Jackson! Jackson was mortified. How did this happen? The very thing he dis wise was now being offered to him on gold and silver plates. People were trying to be seen with him. They tried to touch him. They stumbled and they fawned over him. People gave him gifts and beautiful shining things, none of which he wanted or needed. But the more he said no, the more they gave him. And without knowing how he got there, One day Jackson looked down and realized he was high up on a pedestal looking down on people, begging and pleading, adoring and waving, all of them wanting to be seen and noticed and pointed out by him. Jackson tried to get the people to let him down but they refused. So he turned away from them and looked at the others on the pedestals beside his. On one side of him was a young man who could juggle. (laughs) Hmm, might as well enjoy it, the young man said and threw a half-eaten apple into the crowd. The people fell on it, they fought over it, they crushed it, and then they covered themselves in the remains. The young man scoffed, bit into another apple and tossed it into the crowd. The trick is to give them just enough to make them want more. No. Jackson turned to the person on the other side. It was a woman, one with green eyes and auburn hair. From this close, Jackson saw things he hadn't noticed from below. The beautiful girl straightened her wig. As long as I stay up here, she said, they won't know that I'm not real. Then she filled the cracks on her face with plaster, changed the angles of the light around her and beamed as the crowd cheered and threw her roses. It won't last, she fixed a grin on her face and wiped tears from her eyes. But I will take what I can get for as long as it does. Jackson paused. He didn't want to throw scraps at people he didn't want to hide behind a mask he didn't want to stand on this pedestal at all he had too much to do so he turned to the crowd and he said i'm going to tell you a story it's a story of our time and the people listened but they didn't like the story jackson told because it was about adoring ideas rather than shape and color Loving intellect rather than appearance and valuing wisdom and action over empty fireworks. And so it was within a day, Jackson was removed from the pedestal and was able to get back to work. But he never forgot the scorn he saw in the eyes of the young man he briefly met at those dizzying heights. He never forgot the sadness and the worry and the fear of loss and the mask on the young woman's face. He never forgot the effort and the pain it took to make something that wasn't real last as long as possible. So Jackson took what he learned and he went back to his life. He built schools, he taught children, he saved lives, he won, he lost, he cried, he laughed, he learned, he loved and he got mud under his fingernails. And he lit firesides and he told stories. And when he came to the very last day of his life, having lived and created and shaped his world around him, he realized with that very last breath that just then, at that moment, having told every story he could tell, that he was the happiest he could ever be. (laughs) Hey folks, there you go in a wild and crazy and unpredictable world. (laughs) I think we're learning how to get real. So my goodness, go hug the people you love. Do something spectacular and special today. And uh, drop around to www.tinaconstant.com. You get more stories, you get the waffle-free storytelling shop. The books are there. The first waffle-free books are out uh if you haven't uh, joined the mailing list yet oh go and join that and then we can really chat and i'll make sure you never miss an episode so look after yourselves and i will see you next time with something weird and random <laughs> from our beautiful world all right bye bye now